With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now back to the Midday Grind with Martin and Marlo on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. By the time I retired, I'd have me a car worth at least 100 grand. I'd get it one piece at a time, and it wouldn't cost me a dime. You know it's me when I come through your town. I'm going to ride around in style. I'm going to drive everybody wild. Cause I'll have the only one there is around. Hey, he's merely passing through town. It's uh, it's dirt season. It's summer nationals. A little bit of racing all over the place. South Bend, Indiana, Illinois. Sometimes down at Peevely, Maybe Tri-City. He's all over the place. But on Tuesdays, you know where to find him right here on 5.9 The Fan. It's our buddy, Kenny Wallace. Kenny, how are you? <laughs> I am doing great. Just got done eating at McAllister's Deli and headed back to the race shop. Was was Buddha with you? No, but you know Rutherford, the guy that writes for the Blues, he's always there. He wasn't there today, though. I don't know where he's at. Jeremy Rutherford, probably down at the Blues, got a little prospects camp going on. Probably The hockey season has not ended. <laughs> We're rolling right into other things. In fact, they just made news today. They signed the coach, Craig Berube, to a three-year deal. Obviously, he's earned it. I'm curious, in the racing world, is the crew chief the equivalent of the head coach? I mean, can he bark at you, the driver, or is the driver sort of over the the ranking of the, the crew chief? It depends. So, for example, if you are racing in NASCAR, and you are being paid $6 million a year as the driver, and the crew chief is being paid a million dollars a year, then it becomes a business, and then it becomes like a professional sport, which it is, and we all know that it is. Uh, but, but, yes, you you have to be very businesslike. You cannot hey, – I got a – there's a – listen to this. Here's an ambulance coming down this little two-lane road here at Old Lee May Ferry, so it just – Thought I'd let you give you a play-by-play there. Um, so yeah, you gotta you gotta listen to your crew chief. Now there's times there's times I'll tell you what this is no, this is no lie. This is a true story and very accurate. I'm in Iowa, man. I don't know. You know I retired in NASCAR 2015, but I don't know. You know maybe 2012, 13, something like that. I'm in Iowa racing, and my crew chief barked at me. And I put that window right down. I said, if I get out of here, I'm going to beat your ass. I told him that right to his face. Because, you know, it's, it's like a fan. You know, there's a difference be, between your sitting and dancing and really being out there. A lot of people think they can do what you're doing. And my favorite comeback in racing is, look, these seat belts, they're adjustable. Get your ass in the car. Let me see you do it. You know, so, so you know, we, we can get into some arguments. You know, because crew chief thinks you should do something, and you're like, my car won't do it. We need to work on it. So, yeah, it gets it gets pretty testy. I wondered about that. How often is the crew chief 
Like, does the owner decide, like, Kenny's like, well, I don't like that guy. He's like, well, too bad. That's your coach. I mean, how often does the driver pick the crew chief, and how often are they friends? It happens. It happens to where it, I'm not saying politics become involved, but, for example, I was always known, I, if, you, if you checked with anybody in racing, anybody, they will tell you one thing that I was good at was acquiring sponsorship. So I always knew that I wasn't talented enough. You know, so let's put it this way. Let me backtrack. I was talented, but I was not as good as Jeff Gordon or my brother, Rusty Wallace. So I always considered myself a, a, a B-minus type driver. I won nine NASCAR races. You know, I, my stats are okay. They're nothing great. But I knew that. So I'm like, how do I, how do I play this game? So I want to race. I got good at selling product, and I teach everybody that. You know, if, if you're going to stay in the game, you better get some money. So I was always able to acquire the sponsorship, uh, bring it to the team, and it made it very hard on them to fire me uh, because I had the money. You know, it, I didn't have money. I mean, I myself wasn't wealthy, but I had the sponsorship. So uh, that's key, man. You know, that's key because you got you got you got to. You know, control the purse string, the, the, the purse strings. And, and listen, there's all types of ways of going about sports. You know, of course, you know, there, there's the silly stuff of going, all you got to do is win. You know, like, no kidding. We all want to win. But yeah, it, it gets very political, very tough, very harsh. It's like that on every team. Now, listen, that's what broke up, you know, seven time champion Jimmy Johnson and his crew chief, Jack announced just last year. You know, then, then the articles come out this year that, you know, I mean, listen, I've listened to them on radio. I don't know how Jimmy Johnson did it. Chad Canals, I mean, when, when I'm around Chad, he's good to me. But holy moly, he is rough, you know, around the edges. And uh, But, you know, he's a, good, he's a good crew chief. He's a good delegator. Gets his guy, his team to rally around him and, and gets him to do what he wants to do. But, uh, you know, it, it, it not everybody can work together, you know. So you, you find that crew chief, and if you leave a team, you try to take him with you. And that's what Martin Truex has done. Now, Martin Truex just got done winning on Sunday at Sonoma, right? But he's won, like, four races with Joe Gibbs, which is the brand-new team. And the reason Martin is still winning with a different team, and this is the reason, is Martin Truex brought his crew chief with him, and, and that was key, so... That's a good question you asked. Interesting, too. You mentioned Joe Gibbs. He was at Worldwide Technology Racetrack over there in uh, Madison, Illinois, on Saturday. His grandson won the truck race, and Joe Gibbs, legendary NFL coach, of course, Super Bowl-winning coach. What's his M.O. in the racing world or reputation? Because he always seemed to me cerebral, rather understated. I'm curious, in in, in a sport that can have a lot of hotheads, and we've kind of touched on it, what's the uh, reputation of Joe Gibbs? Well, I'm guilty of being honest. You know, um, you know, if, if I talk about somebody, I, I know who I am. You know, I know all my faults. Here's the deal, Gibbs. Coach is a good man. He's a man of the Lord. I mean, if you go into McAllister Deli with him, he's going to say, let's pray. He's incredibly, and I would say, over-the-top religious. You know, and I know that's a controversial statement, what I just said. But listen, I believe in the Lord, too. But the but, but coach takes it over the top, right? Anything you do with him, it's going to be 
uh, about the Lord, Jesus Christ, our Savior. So that's number one you got to know about Coach. And, and that's good, okay? But it is a little nerve-wracking to be around him because you don't want to do anything wrong. But he accepts people that, you know, confess their sins. So you know, he's all about Jesus, number one. Uh, number two, he's a great motivational speaker, and that comes from that. Me, me and you know this, Martin. You know, all those athletes that, that quit at such an early age, they become great speakers. You know, and a lot of them go through college, and, you know, they're, they're taught positive mental attitude, athleticism, sports. It's just that jock mentality. They're all rah-rah, and, you know, you're, I'm going to make you better. And so Coach learned that at an early age. He is 110% into sports psychology, you know, and that's why he won so many Super Bowls. He was able to take, you know, athletes that weren't up to snuff and make them. You know, he's very good at psychology. So, you know, when you go – with coach, you got to know what you're getting into because uh, I'm not saying he plays games, but he, he knows the game, right? So uh, he's incredibly good at psychology. Uh, he's incredibly good at, you know, he, he's got like three drivers, right? And he's got Denny Hamlin, he's got uh, Eric Jones, he's got, uh, I forgot who the other one is, but he's got a lot of team members, and they can get in. He's got Kyle Bush and the other one. You know, he, he has to keep those drivers from fighting each other. Because, you know, jealousy, I mean, everybody's jealous. If, if you don't think you're jealous, then you're lying. So those drivers can get jealous of each other, you know, because one team might outperform. So he married that together. He's incredibly good at that. And because he's such a great speaker, he's a man of the Lord, you know, he's good at psychology, the sponsors love him. You know, don't let nobody kid you. The sponsors at Joe Gibbs Racing are there because of Joe Gibbs. I mean, you know, the, the drivers help, don't get me wrong, and they perform, and they win. But but all big corporate companies, they don't want to be embarrassed by their driver, you know, and the only way that you can get away with doing wrong things is just constantly win. So, you know, we look at Kyle Bush. He's horribly rough around the edges, but he's a diamond in the rough, and all he does is win. You know, so... He gets away with a lot of stuff that other drivers wouldn't. So Coach is incredibly good at taming Kyle Busch down. So hopefully that gives you a look inside, you know, uh, you know, and probably I would be the only one to talk like that because I'm crazy, but that's all the truth about Coach. Uh, I'm picturing you walking into the trailer with Joe Gibbs and you're like, okay, don't say the S word, don't say the F word, don't say the S word, don't right. say the F word, don't say the S word. I could just see that happening as you yeah. walk in there. <laughs> And yeah, I get, I get it. I know people yeah. like that too. And you're like, all right, I gotta, I gotta kind of dial my game up a little bit here, clean it up just a little bit. Hey, you yeah. had, you had your wedding anniversary, and people would say, well, well where, where did Kenny go? Did he go to Hawaii? Did he go to Florida? Where? He went to Bush Stadium. That's how you rang in your anniversary. You were there on Sunday, I believe, to see the uh, final game of the Albert Pujols weekend. Some people said. I think it was a, very much a minority out there that said it was too much. It was embarrassing. They overdid it with the Albert return. What was your takeaway for the whole weekend and specifically on Sunday? Well, I, I thought about that too. I thought to myself, okay, well, you know, maybe a little over the top, but here in, in the TV business, and, and you know this too, when I worked for Fox all those years, they said never assume you have the same crowd. So I'm assuming that on Friday and Saturday and Sunday it was all different people at, at Bush Stadium. So I'm going to give everybody a, a, a pass. 
And the reason I would give everybody a pass is because I feel like, you know, everybody that came to the Bush Stadium every day was a complete different crowd. And they wanted in on the action, too. So, you know, listen, I am who I am, right? But, I mean, you know, I can, I can think things are corny, too. And, and I thought it was a little corny. But I thought, well, no, you know, these are all different people every night. So uh, I understood it. I got it. And, uh, you know, um, somebody asked me, how come you guys won't forgive Stan Cranky, but you forgive Albert? I'm like, are you kidding me? It's simple. You know, Stan Cranky was a complete jerk when he left. He said the city of St. Louis, you know, couldn't handle three teams. And and we, we found out that he played our ass for 10 years. He let our team, he let the Rams go 0 and 16, 2 and 14. We know for a fact he ran our team in the ground on purpose. That guy was patient as hell, Cranky was. I mean, just unbelievable. And then as soon as he moves the team, they go to the damn uh, Super Bowl, right? And he talks bad about us. Albert, Albert Pulse never talked bad about us. He left because DeWitt hurt his feelings, didn't offer him a long enough contract. Albert let us in on it. We were mad for seven years, really forgiving. And, uh, and you're, Martin, you're, you're going to vote on Albert going in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if you specifically are, but, but we know Albert's going to go in the Hall of Fame as a Cardinal. So, uh, you know, at least Albert explained everything. Stan, he was just a complete jerk. And, you know, hi, I'm Stan. My name is Stan Musil, you know, after Stan the man. And then he does that to us, you know. And I don't care if it's about money or not. Stan's got enough money to pay it forward to, quote, unquote, Stan, Stan Cranky said, my name is Stan, after Stan the man used in Albert, Missouri. Well, you know, I, I buy all that stuff for me. Listen, I got a little money, too, you know. So I, I don't buy all that, you know, he wins if he makes money. That's his deal. If I make money, I win. I get a checkered flag. You know, I get a trophy. Okay, Stan. Well, you're a prick, too, you know, so goodbye. And so that's why we love Albert Pauls. Well, and I would say, yeah, an an individual player versus an entire franchise uploading and and leaving. And there was no, you know, I think Albert had some hurt feelings on his end about how it was handled, but there was no bombs dropped necessarily on the way out of time. I don't think the two are analogous. Interesting question. You also mentioned the going in as a Cardinal. Frank actually, Cusimano asked him that on Friday at the press conference. He said he hadn't decided yet. I just feel like it'd be a Cardinal. I mean, those are the bulk of your career where you were really special was in St. Louis. And maybe if he wasn't sure how he felt about that, and, and some people say, who cares? It's, it's the hat in Cooperstown. I understand. But for a lot of baseball folks, it means something. I just wonder if he was conflicted about it after that weekend at Bush, I would think that may have tipped the scales. If he was kind of on the fence, hey, I finished my career with the Angels. They've been good to me. I've had some milestones. I, I just, I get the sense that, if he was on the fence, that weekend may have tipped the scales back to doing it. What we would all assume makes the most sense going in as a Cardinal. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're more knowledgeable about this field than I am. I mean, I know it's just enough to get me in trouble. But, I mean, for me, it's almost a Brett Hull deal, right? I mean, Hull, you know, Brett, you know I, I watched Brett Hull about eight months ago on that Academy channel or whatever it was. There was one that, that Joe Buck did, and he doesn't do it anymore, but it was Really good conversation uh, with, you know, uh, Brett Hall. And, and Brett said, look, 
I love St. Louis. Um, you know, I didn't want to leave. You know, me and the owner didn't get along. And, and, but yet here Brett is, and I don't know what kind of money we're paying Brett all. But it just doesn't matter, you know, because Brett was good here. He talks good about it. He lives here. Now, one thing is for sure, and, and you would know more than I would, is there's something going on with the town of St. Louis because too many of these athletes that are not from here stay here or they come back here. And, uh, you know, Brett Hall is here. If he, he didn't like St. Louis, he wouldn't be here. Uh, you know, I doubt he needs the money. His career ended, you know, making damn good money. But, uh, you know, I look at Albert just about like Brett, you know, where, you know, Albert loves us, right? We know he loves us. But, you know, when he sat down at the table with the DeWitts, it's just, you know, he, you know obviously Albert told us he got his feelings hurt. So I think you, I, I know Albert loves St. Louis, you know. You just get along at the very end, and that's a shame. Well, and Brett Hull, who won Cups, Stanley Cup, in Dallas and Detroit, seems to me it means more to him that the Blues have won the Cup even after his career is over, and that's that emotional relationship you're talking about that maybe Albert felt had you know gone away when he left, and I think now he probably feels differently. I, I would have to guess he feels differently about his bond with the city or the fan base after what took place. I also noted that if your anniversary, it was your 35th wedding anniversary, correct? Yes. Okay, that means June 23rd, 1984, I was at Wrigley Field as a high school kid. That was the Willie McGee-Ryan Sandberg game, one of the greatest games ever. You and the lovely Kim Wallace were getting married. What were the wedding details? And if I know, Ken, it was the Cardinal game on in the background. Well, you know what's funny is somebody on Twitter said that to me, the Sanford day. But, okay, so we got married at St. David's Church in Arnold, Missouri. Uh, I I was a crew chief on the Levi Garrett team with driver Joe Rutman. Me and my brother, Rusty, uh, Rusty, that was Rusty's first year in NASCAR. So me and my brother, Rusty, uh, drove from Michigan Speedway to St. Louis. Kim and everybody was there. We got married. Uh, the reception was on South Broadway at, uh, I forgot the name of the place, but it's still pretty cool doing it. It's, uh, it's owned by Anheuser-Busch. Uh, Neat little hole, nothing, nothing good. I think the whole wedding was $5,000, and I know that my family helped make food. And, you know, uh, it was a good time. Now, I will tell you this. So when we celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary, I was watching Snoop Dogg's family reunion on TV, right? <laughs> now, you know, Ten years ago, and, and it's about midnight, and Kim comes walking in the bedroom, and I'm I'm in there in bed watching Snoop Dogg's family reunion. Well, Snoop said, "I'm gonna remarry, you know, I'm gonna renew my vows," and I looked at my wife and said, "I can never get married again." Now, hold on. So, if you know my wife, it's only gotta be her idea. So, when we renewed our vows, Martin. It was where I proposed to her. So we renewed our vows under the uh, south leg of the arch, I guess you could say, uh, the one towards the United Bush, that leg. And it was incredibly awesome. And as soon as, as, soon as we got done renewing our vows, the, the, the Cardinals were playing. And listen, this is five years ago. Uh, we won, or it was a home run. I guess it was, we won. And, and the fireworks went off. I mean, perfect timing. And, and renewing our vows was just the best because 
My daughter's one of age. They kind of got to watch us get married again. And then we did the same thing. We went to the same reception. It was, it was better than the original wedding. Well, Kenny, great to catch up. Happy anniversary to you and the lovely Kim Wallace. Celebrating it at Bush and probably now off to a racetrack near you. Miss The Missouri Hot Shoe, Kenny Wallace. Where are you going now? Where are you going to be this week racing? My Lord, if you look out the windows, everybody, it's sunny out. And they're saying we're going to have good luck for the next six days. So tonight, Tri-City Speedway, Granite City, Illinois. Yes, on this Tuesday night. So uh, if you're tomorrow... Right now, Martin, we are in the midst of making up all the rates that have been running out. So uh, the next two days, the reason we're running on these Tuesdays and Wednesdays is uh, we're making up some rain outs. All right, my man. Have a good week. Thank you. That's probably one of my favorites of all time right there. That was very therapeutic for me. Wow. Favorite of all time. Got to call Stan Kroenke a name. Got to talk about... Yep. Bigger names in the NASCAR world, explaining the dynamic of a crew chief as a head coach slash manager. It was fun. All right, take care. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, a lot of moving parts today. You've got the Blues announcing Craig Berube. He's got a new three-year deal. Blues are on the ice. The Prospects camp is going on. And for you Blues fans, a reminder, 2 p.m. each day this week. That's when it's open to the public. If you want to check out the scrimmage with some of the younger players on the ice, the Blues schedule for next year officially released we went through some of those highlights for you they're going to host boston but that's the last home game of the year spending new year's eve in phoenix taking on the coyotes want to go out to arizona for new year's eve doesn't sound that bad and the stanley cup is going to be at bush on wednesday night the blues being honored by the cardinals i saw a tracker yesterday there's a stanley cup tracker online the cup was at milo's on the hill yesterday what i wasn't clear on we got to call into the station about that. Who's who's taking it there? Because as far as we know, it hasn't been you know handed out to the players yet. They haven't had their official days yet. But there's a lot of cup settings, and people are saying, "Hey, how do I take my kid? I want to go see the cup." I said, "Follow the tracker online. Sightings at Milo's, and then there's somebody taking a quick picture. It's being whisked away in a car. But the cup very much being passed around St. Louis tomorrow. It'll be at Bush Stadium." Cardinals making some moves. Obviously, Jordan Hicks, uh, the UCL injury. We'll get an update from John Mozeliak later. His season's over. They're calling up Dominic Leone. I think Cabrera is out. They're going to make another move. I'm already forgetting the other name. They called up two pitchers today. So starting to shuffle things around. Who's your closer with Hicks out? You'll probably hear some sort of combination. Maybe Carlos, maybe John Gant. Mix and match will probably be the phrase that they use moving forward. And don't forget, if you've got issues with the IRS, check in with Mark Milton. Tax resolution attorney located in Kirkwood. He is right across from us here in Kirkwood. And how about the resume? He is a former DOJ tax division trial attorney. So he's got the background. If you're dealing with the IRS, kind of a tax audit, collections, any of those issues, make sure you check in with Mark Milton. The easiest thing to do is go to the website, STL taxlawyer.com stltaxlawyer.com and on friday we are going to be out and about we're going to be at the schnooks on arsenal it's a pineapple palooza going on at the remote and the schnooks on arsenal world's largest pineapple display this friday we're there from 10 until 2 stop by we even got a sweepstakes for the event you can take a selfie with the world's largest pineapple display post it to instagram and be entered for a chance to win a thousand bucks 
in Schnucks gift cards. All that taking place this Friday. How about 19,600 pineapples on display? It's a new world record. Come on out and see it. Pineapples start getting sold. 99 cents. Get a case of them for $5. We're having a pineapple palooza this Friday from 10 until 2. Schnucks location on Arsenal. Rocky, as always, I promised people to text in. Was there anything of note? I basically was saying, I think you could argue that there isn't really a untouchable on the Cardinals roster. Like for many years, there were players. There's no way you're trading Chris Carpenter. Yeah, Noko and Soko said everyone on the 40 man is touchable. He said Nolan Gorman is untouchable. Yeah, okay, okay. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, on the younger side, I think that is a legit point, as they say. The hard line is coming your way next. A lot more blues conversation on deck tomorrow. This is the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.